welcome to the High Sensory People podcast. I'm Alicia May. I'm a High Sensory Leader Coach and Creative Empath. And I'm Jane Elizabeth Ashton. I'm a High Sensory Leader and Spiritual Connection Coach. We're High Sensory People and we're passionate about raising awareness of the HSP trait and reframing it from being highly sensitive to high sensory and having high sensory intelligence. Did you know that 20 to 30% of the world's population are high sensory? We want to increase our visibility, change how the world sees us, and inspire and empower all HSPs to own their amazing qualities and unique gifts. We would love you to join us on this journey. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. Today, we're going to be talking about the High Sensory Coaching Program and how it changed us forever. So I'm going to hand straight over to Alicia to talk about what I know is one of her favorite topics. Thanks, Jane. Yeah, really exciting to talk about this today. Um, So yeah, when I um, came across uh, Willow and the Coaching Program, you know, initially, I just, I loved what Willow's work was about. I loved his why. I knew, you know, there was that knowing that inner sort of, yeah, no, I I need this. I don't know why, but there's just something here that that I need. But the idea of being a coach was like, oh, I don't know. Again, it's those connotations around being a coach. I was like, I don't know if that's me. Like, is it me? I, I don't really resonate with the word coach. But, you know, I'd been looking for something my whole life. You know, I've tried so many things and I was always searching and searching. And so when I came across Willow, it was all these sort of aha moments of like, this is what I've been looking for. And I didn't know what I was looking for. I just knew I was looking for something. And um, so coming across him really was just an amazing experience. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, the actual course is, is three months, but I've continued my my work with Willow because, you know, like we're always discussing, we're never done with this work, are we, Jane? We're never done with the journey of ourselves. You know, there's always more to us to explore and integrate. Um, so, yeah, so it was just a transformative time for me. It It really was. And you know, it really awakened aspects of myself that had really been dormant and actually that I'd rejected um, that, you know, when I realized and, and did the work and the training was like, wow, this is actually the most valuable aspect of myself. Um, but as we know, with both of our journeys and so many HSPs, um, the current setup of of the construct of um, society at the moment doesn't enable that valuable aspect of us to really be at the forefront of everything we do and thankfully now with the work we do for ourselves and for our clients it is at the forefront you know and we're sort of um inspiring people to to value that aspect so um so yeah what about you Jane have you got something to to share with that one Yeah, absolutely. And I think before I do, I've got a couple of things that would be great to sort of hear you talk about, which is how did you come across the program? And what was it that made you think I want to look into this? Mm, Great questions. So I came across Willow at the same, I was Googling a lot, you know, it was a couple of years ago when I came across the HSP trait. 
And I was really in a, a place in my life where I was questioning everything. Everything just seemed really uncertain. And I knew there was change in the air. I really knew things were shifting. You know, it's a bit like I describe it as sort of energetic tectonic plates, yeah. you know, of of my life and of my system. And they were really moving and, and changing and recalibrating so I came across him um, and then I realised he was in another community for HSPs that I was in briefly. And I uh, just, I devoured all of his podcasts, just every episode that he was ever on. I was like, oh my gosh, like what he says just was singing to my heart and my soul. And I just wanted more and more of it. And it was like, oh my gosh, yes, this this has to be what I'm after and what I need for myself. Because I just, I'm obsessed with, making people feel good you know I get an unbelievable kick when I walk away and, and I've made somebody feel better you know that that just feels like you know my life's work and just I you know you can't put a price on it you really can't it just it just makes you feel really good so I knew I had an ability I just didn't know how and what um so yeah so then I had an initial conversation with him and it just was amazing and it really changed things. It was such a process after the conversation with him. And I was excited. I was nervous. I was anxious. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, Cause I just knew that it was going to change things forever, but I didn't know how, you know, I didn't know why or how, but I just, I knew what he had, I, I needed. Um, and sorry, what was the other question? Wow. You've answered one of them, but I suppose that initial conversation. So I think what you're talking about is like the discovery call. Yes. Yeah. The discovery call so yeah. on, you know, Willow's website, which is um, either at highsensoryintelligence.com or inluminance.com. Both will take you to the same place. And it, it sort of outlines the program, doesn't it? Mm. And, and then there's an invitation to book a discovery call. So you did that and you said it was an amazing conversation. So what did you talk about? What was covered? Oh, lots of things, really. Um, we ended up, I remember re-watching it a few months ago and I was like, wow, we talked for longer than I, I realised. And we just covered so many things because, you know, like, like you, Jane, we like to talk, don't we? I certainly do. No, I don't. And, uh... I hate the sound of my own voice. <laughs> we do like to talk. We do like to talk. Yeah, I don't like the sound of my voice, but I do like to talk. Um, and yeah, he just sort of let you talk about yourself, really. And he just listened in a way that so few people do. Um, but again, HSPs are naturally very good at. We're very engaging. You know, we really listen to people. Mm. And he just made me feel heard. And we just covered my life, um, you know, my, some of my challenges, what I feel about myself, what I sort of have a knowing about myself um, and all those sort of aspects, really. And it was just it was just a wonderful. It was kind of like coming home to myself. It was a bit like ah, now you're the school, you're the teacher I wanted 30 years ago. You know, if I'd had him in primary school, yeah. wow, that would have been amazing. Um, or secondary school, or even as a potential, you know, after leaving school at like 18, 19, to have had the conversation we had um, mm. about, you know, just, you know, this is the beginning of the rest of your life on your terms, mm. in in your light, not in 
society's expectations way of being seen and you know living it was just a really profound um conversation yeah I hope that answers the question Yes, it does. It does. And I think what you spoke into there was the the depth uh, of the conversation, the complexity of it, the the kind of profound nature of it, how you felt heard, how important that was, and how you wanted more, you wanted to explore that more, how you could be in a place where you are seen and heard for who you really are. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a rare thing in this it, world, but less rare amongst the um, high sensory community in general, that's yeah. for sure. So, um, well, maybe I'll just kind of talk about how it was for me. Yeah. So, yeah, over to you, Jane. So I came across um, the high sensory coaching program it was the sort of end towards the end of a chain of events which had felt very difficult. So I'd had about 10, 11, 12 really good years, quite peaceful, quite sort of, yeah, good, just just kind of good. But the last the, then the last couple of years were um were more difficult, you know, I'd been in recovery um, from drug and alcohol addiction for more than a decade. So that's, you know, been that was the good time. I've been in a stable relationship. That was good too. It was all good, you know. And then um, my partner and I got a puppy, which seems really unrelated, but this puppy, lovely, beautiful, little, not little, beautiful big Labrador puppy called Rosa she was so and she's such a pretty dog she's so but my goodness me I had no idea how triggering she would be for me it 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 I was really too old to go through the whole thing of like basically looking after a baby the sleepless nights the you know she was physically very demanding she was very energetic very lively very noisy very challenging and uh, and I found the whole thing deeply traumatic. It triggered some old trauma. And so I had trauma therapy in the end when I realized what was going on. It took a while, it took a good six, eight months for, you know, this to dawn on me with the help of, of somebody pointing it out. And so I, I sought out some trauma therapy, which I had, which kind of reconnected me with my HSP trait, persona, bit of me. This is such a huge part of me, like all of me. Um, it reconnected me with the fact that that's really important. And so I sought out other HSPs. And unlike when I first discovered I was um, an HSP, there was quite a lot about, there was nothing when I discovered I was HSP, which was about 12 years ago. All there was was a couple of books, which I read, you know, from cover to cover several times. Um, and I found Julie B. Ellen's community, which I joined. And as you mentioned, Julie and Willow had done quite a lot of podcasts together. And I didn't listen to them, actually. I was like, oh, no, I, I, I don't want to listen to those. I'm whatever. Interesting. I, didn't, I, didn't, I know. I was just like, no, I can't, I can't really tell you why, but just I didn't. I couldn't be bothered. I couldn't be bothered. And then 
towards the end of August last year, I thought, oh, I'll give one a go. I think I was on a train. I often listen to things like that when I'm on a train. So on a train, and this podcast moved me to tears. The the stuff about purpose, mm-hmm. revealing purpose and alignment. I was just like, oh my God, that's just really important. So on the strength of that, I found myself joining that particular community. And uh, and then a couple of weeks later, there was a live podcast recording, which is where we met, isn't it? And it was the day the Queen died. Mm-hmm. And I felt those energetic tectonic plates shift that day. Mm. That felt like a really significant day for all sorts of reasons. And I think, you know, the Queen dying was all part of that. It was sort of out with the old, in with the new, this kind of end of an era, beginning of a new era. So I felt... I felt a tremor in the force, I remember saying to somebody at the time, and a recalibration of sorts. And, and, and on the back of all of that, really, um, I ended up having a discovery call, which, you know, was similarly revealing and similarly sort of enticing in terms of I was just like, I don't really know if I want to be a coach, quite frankly. Not sure. But what I do know is I need to explore more of what's going on in this program. And so I did. So I, you know, I found a way to make it happen and it happened. And I started the program, I think, at the beginning of October last year. And and it's a three month program, as you say. So it was all finished by um, the end of 2022. So that's kind of how I came to be on it. And so now I guess it's it, it would be great, you know, to hear your experiences of actually doing the program, you know, like which of which what bits of it, you know, were really meaningful for you. Tell us, Alicia, how how was it for you? Yeah, so it it was transformative, that's for sure, because it's kind of like, you know, I knew, I just knew there were these aspects of me, but I didn't know what they were. You know, I didn't really have words. And my late brother and I would, would sort of touch on these aspects, but that was over a decade ago. And I had really had these conversations for well over a decade. And I'd really rejected those aspects of me because, again, I wasn't really coming across anybody that, um, was in alignment with those aspects and it had integrated them and taken ownership of those. So it was kind of like relearning a whole language that I'd forcefully, um, you know, got rid of and just stuck in a box and refused to kind of communicate. So it, it really was a gradual process of um, sort of awakening and reconnecting and integrating um you know, the most valuable aspects of myself that, you know, like I said earlier, had been dormant, you know, really, you know, touching and connecting back with my sensory awareness. You know, I love the way Willow talks about the high sensory intelligence, because I have always felt that something was always trying to sort of work me from behind, so to speak. And I would sort of have these sort of bodily energetic experience that again, we don't really talk about, but we're starting to as a civilization. And like we said in a, a previous podcast, you know, the Eastern world, you know, they've been talking about it for eons, you know, whereas the Western world, we're really slow to this language and this way of being. And it was just like, it was almost like I'd found, I'd found the cave of me that I'd buried and I'd found the entrance again to this cave and it was just filled to the brim with all these treasures that I'd 
forgotten about and didn't even know existed. So it was just rediscovering those aspects of myself that one, I didn't know were there and, and two, sort of knew, but, you know, shied away from because, again, the world isn't set up to um, welcome those. So it was just a journey and I was having a lot of aha moments. Um, people might call them spiritual awakening moments. Moments, I would have these energetic awakening experiences and just so I, I love the term like my energy body um, and soul. And it was really interesting having these physical um, experiences with my body, with my body and my energy body. Uh, it's really hard to put it into words because the mind doesn't speak that language. Um, it's that higher self speaks that language and, and has that understanding. So it, it was really just a profound, you know, um, experience. And then diving into my fascination, um, that was tricky for me because I was like, but everything fascinates me, like everything, like human behavior, nature, you know, just so many things. So, um, but that that was really, really exciting. And then the why, you know, that, that really hit home and that was a very emotional um journey with that that bit and you know the sessions before you carry on Alicia just so that everybody like who's listening isn't really puzzled just explain a bit like what what does the fascination mean and what what does the why mean because you know these are really familiar topics to us because we did the course but like I remember when I first I was like I don't know what that means what what right yeah because I was like well I'm, I'm fascinated with everything but actually it was the fascination was connected to our challenge and our journey. Um, and it's like, what is what is the change we want to see in humans? What is the change we want to see in the world? What is the change we see in ourselves? Um, the fascination, you know, I realized was, you know, what what is so important to me? You know, what is it about humans and myself that is so important that I will literally just keep striving and striving to fight for? Um, you know, and again, that's connected closely with the why, isn't it? And it is this just relentless pursuit of knowing what is right and what is wrong for humans. Um, you know, what is the truth and, and what is false? And um, yeah, I hope that does that does that help answer those those two questions? What about, did you want to dive in with that? Yeah, yeah, before we move on. Um, so, yeah, we we're talking really about our experiences of of the of the coaching program. And um, like you, it was a really profound experience where I felt a lot of shifts and a lot of awareness about how I experienced the world um things that had again like you been dormant started to come back to life and you know I was coached and supported to see that the way I experienced the world is not how a lot of people experience the world I had a lot of physical and sensory experiences with the world when I was doing the program in that my surroundings came alive to me 
they came alive around me. They were very colourful. They we were almost communicating with me. They were communicating with me, the trees, the buildings, the just the the kind of the dance of everything around me felt so connected. And I realised that this is part of my my sensory intelligence. Um, yeah. So, and and yeah, and I and do you know what you touched on stuff that I would love to, but maybe I don't need to. But that yeah, it was a healing. You know, there was that sharpness, that clarity, and like you say, the world around you woke up. It was yeah. Yes, yes, the world around me absolutely woke up because I became very receptive to it, and concepts such as energy, vibration. Um, the natural uh, flow of life. The na- yeah. I mean, I think I'd always been really comfortable with the natural flow of life. You know, go with the flow is a, is a kind of, that's a, something which I'd been doing in recovery anyway. But the kind of, you know, the energetics, the, the kind of the, the, the concept of energy um, and that I perceived it, that I experienced it, that I had a visceral experience in relationship with it, they became... Uh, I became much more comfortable with those things. I'd always pushed them away a little bit. And then I also realised that I had this really deep sense of knowing that I'd always been a bit mistrustful of. Yeah. And I, and, and I, and I started to tap into that more and listen more to what is the right thing for me. Mm. And this didn't become, oh, I can do that now. But it became like a muscle which I could use sometimes and sometimes I would forget to use it or I would get lazy or I would try and do things different way. So I had a really profound experience on the coaching program. And I know that some people go through it and have a really rocky, turbulent journey and feel all sorts of, you know, um, of, of emotions sort of, you know, good and more challenging. I just felt fantastic through the whole thing. I It was the ride of my life. It was brilliant. I had a wonderful time. It got a bit more challenging afterwards for various reasons, but during the three-month coaching program itself, um, I, it was a ball. Yeah. yeah, so interesting that you had that experience and everybody does have a unique experience to them, don't they? It isn't a one size fits all it's not a case of hey you're going to experience all these things like everything is different for for everybody um and like like you said it it was so healing there was this inner acceptance that I've never had with myself and I cried I had a really rocky time like I was high I was low you know I remember like I think after the first session I emailed Willow and I was like I'm feeling this, this, and this. This is—is is this normal? Because like it was a healing crisis. It was a total healing crisis that I didn't realize I was going to get with his course. And you know, it was the most profound therapy I've ever had in my entire life, and it really was what I'd been looking for. And I cried in a way I haven't cried in like about a decade since my brother died. You know, I'd really stopped crying, and and he just—it was like the floodgates had been opened, and he'd reconnected me to so many aspects of myself and and I love the way you talked about the way you were seeing the world and for me that there was a sharpness there was a clarity everything seemed clearer 
and um, I just allowed things a lot more. And and like you say, with the intuitive side and that knowing, it sharpened that aspects of us, didn't it? And it was that, like you said, I haven't always trusted that side of me because, again, society has taught us not to. It's taught us to think, think, think logically. Well, actually, we're emotional feeling beings and actually we need to go with those instincts because that's what animals do, don't they? And that, and we're mammals, we're animals, uh, we're just very intelligent ones for the most part. Um, and, you know, we need to go with that intuitive um, knowing language and instinct, don't we? So, um, yeah. Yes, and I think that's right. And, you know, if I was to sort of sum up what the coaching program consisted of, because we've kind of said why we've done it and we've said like how we felt on it and some of what we got out of it in terms of our perception and our feelings and our trust in ourselves and our our intuition. I mean, you know, the, the nuts and bolts of the program really are it's three months, it's uh, a two-hour small group session every couple of weeks. Uh, there's some assignments. I think there was an assignment weekly that you do online, some of which were picked up in the in the sessions. And then there's also um there's also a kind of an online community to interact with um as much as you want or not with the other people who'd either who were either on the program or who who had done it fairly recently, and um, you know, I really took the opportunity to 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 make the most of that because there were also some other sessions with you know uh, some of the other trainers where I just kind of showed up to kind of see what happened and like you know, and I'd get to sort of see other people and what they were going through and anyone whose experience or just the way they were sort of resonated with me. I generally like drop them a little message saying I loved what you shared you know love to learn a bit more about you how did you come to be here uh you know and 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 then often that would turn into well let's have a little chat on zoom and so I ended up making some lovely friends all over the world through doing that with my tribe with high sensory people, with HSPs generally who are, you know, very HSP, not just over the border of, you know, non-HSP, HSP, but, you know, the empath end of the of the high sensory intelligence um, scale or continuum. And that's been really amazing to, to have now a, a small but growing community of people who see the world perhaps not quite the same as me, but to the same depth and colour as me in one way or another. And and this amazing capacity that we all have for hearing each other, validating each other and seeing each other as we really are is a it's been such a gift. It's been completely life changing. That if nothing else, just that has changed me forever. The the access to that community of people. Like, I'm not the only one. There are others. Yeah. And, yeah, and I just want to add in there that with the sessions, it was incredible how there was there was always a piece in every session. Like you said, even if it was... Explain the piece. That's not going to mean anything to anyone. What's the piece? Yeah, so 
yeah so so you know you, you'd have your we, we would have the sessions with willow and then if you and you know you would listen to other people that are doing the course and they would say things in either such a way or they would you know and they would open their heart and they were you know going through their session with willow you know as the group and they would come out with these pieces that were just that just resonated with you that you could relate to whether it was an experience of their life or a aha moment or clarity whatever it was for them it was amazing how you got something from everybody and they do say apparently that group therapy you get more from rather than one to one like it's a much deeper process and, um, you know, I remember listening to somebody that I was doing the course with and she was talking so beautifully about just her experience and it just opened something up in me and I just burst into tears in front of everybody. I mean, I was on I was on mute, but it was so wonderful to be in a space with people that I could just be me. And it's like if I was feeling particularly emotional and, and crying, I was allowed to. You know, I wasn't being judged. Nobody felt awkward. And it, it was it was really amazing. And and again, the language that we have between us with HSPs and impasse in particular, you know, it's like, oh wow, I've always wanted to talk like this and use these words and use these descriptions, but I've never been able to in the wider world. But I wasn't having, I wasn't using this language even five years ago. I was barely using this language on a day-to-day basis. Whereas now with the ownership and the alignment process, it's like I'm owning this language now with everybody. And people are beginning to appreciate and understand, um, you know, this language that we're using. Um, so, you know, with the energy and, and think, you know, and heart, heart centered consciousness and those sorts of things. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Just to come back in on the piece and what, you know, what that is, because it, it is, we're all, we're very used to it because it is something that we talk yeah. about. But the piece really, if we think about the whole group coaching session, so there would be, you know, generally between three and six people in the group. And what would happen would be a particular theme or topic would emerge through the group. Everybody would have something that they talked about, which was under the umbrella of a particular theme or topic. And then with each individual person's bit of the coaching session, they would reach a stage in it where there was something for them to go away and think about. And that would be the piece for them. So it was used, this term, the piece, was used in a couple of ways. It was like an overall theme that emerged through the session as a whole. And then it would be each person's individual thing to think about and work on and experience after the session. And it's and putting it really simply, it's almost a bit like a child being given a new toy. Yeah. And it's like, oh wow. Piece of the jigsaw. Yeah. I yeah, either a new piece of a current puzzle or toy that they can add on, or a new toy that they're going, Wow, I didn't know I could have this. Is Mm. this for me? This is my like great. Mm. And they would go off and play with it for for those couple of weeks. And you 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 might you know, when you would do all sorts of things with this toy, you know, um, 
and I could go off on a tangent, but I'm not going to. And then, and then you'd come back, you know, the, the next week and then you'd get another toy to play with and go off with. And then before you know it, you've got this treasure trove of all these wonderful toys that you can play with at any moment. But that's yeah. that's a, a random um, analogy. That's right, though, isn't it? Or a new bit of Lego that means yeah. you can play something new. A bigger town, a bigger city. I haven't city. heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> so so that was really yeah that was that uh, that's really great and I, d- I just wanted to explain that because that that was something that struck me I think when I started the coaching program that there were some words which I yeah. had encountered being used in that context before mm. and and we're very familiar with it but you know it's I don't want it to be like a secret society no um, that's why I'm trying to use these words now everywhere I go so it yeah. just just becomes normal to everybody because yeah. like I said five years ago I wasn't using this language you know not at all no no and so I mean we've talked about why we did it we've talked about what it consisted of and so how does what we've talked about equip us to be coaches like what would you say it's done that means you you're now a coach what did it what did it help you to do or I can go um, with that if you like yeah, well, yeah, if you want to go for that one, yeah, go first. Um, well, I think in terms of the outcome, for me, what it did really was, it's not like any other course or programme I've ever done, which like taught me stuff, you know, bullet points of things. These are the things you need to learn about mm. and remember from, yeah. you know, this bit of learning or that bit of learning or that book or this video or this resource or that person. What this did really was it dug down into who I really am. It was like an excavation, a spiritual excavation or an energetic archaeological dig. I love that. Thank you. (laughs) That's so cool. So it just, what it did was it got back, it got under all the layers of like who I thought I was, who I'd had to be, to who I really am, what I'm really here to do. And as a high sensory person, even before I knew about sensory processing sensitivity, I always knew that there was probably something else that I should be doing. And it probably wasn't being a social policy researcher. And I tried, and it certainly wasn't drinking and smoking weed every day and doing other drugs. It wasn't that. That made me feel as though I wanted to, you know, not have my life at all, like to just not be here. So I was like, I shouldn't be doing that. I shouldn't be doing social policy research. Not really. I tried doing other things. You know, I became a nutritional therapist. I trained to be a, a Les Mills body balance teacher and an exercise to music teacher. And I trained to be a massage therapist and I did all sorts of things. And none of these things quite hit the spot. And every time I was like, yeah, not this. I shouldn't be doing this. There's something else. There's something else. So it, what it did was it dug down into what I really should be doing, what I really should be doing, what I'm here to do, which is to connect people to their true spiritual nature, um, the bit of God in them and the, you know, the, the, the higher intelligence that's all around us. And so that's what it did. Mm. That was that that was basically what it did um yeah 
And it seems important to say it was not like any other course I'd ever done. And it got deeper than any other course I've ever done. Yeah. On a level that, you know, most people can't comprehend. And it just, yeah. And and with when we learn about our journey, like you said, and and that then uh, revealed our ideal client and how we can make such a profound difference with that deep transformation with our high sensory intelligence with with the people that need us the most um and our journey has you know we've all got hero's journey and it really does set you up for the work that you're here to do and just connecting all those dots you know, like you said, it was like an excavation, like all those pieces were always there. They were just buried and we just needed to to dig and, and get them out for um for viewing and appreciating. And it was, it was just a profound experience to to learn of our process and our unique gift and our skills. And, you know, like you, Jane, I've tried a million things in my life when it comes to jobs and ways of earning money. And there was actually a thread not necessarily a theme with the jobs because they've been all over the place but I realized that I there was this ability that I was doing this skill that I was always sort of doing but I didn't know I was doing it um and it it became more obvious with say my beauty therapy clients because you're really with them for quite a long period of time you know and I, I didn't realize that I was you know giving them coaching sessions on top of the, the treatment Oh, isn't that the truth? And I didn't realise that when I was interviewing people as part of my social policy research job, and I interviewed a lot of people who had been through difficult things, a lot of the stuff I did was around diversity and disadvantage. So it was people who'd had challenges to do with their health or their living circumstances or their employment circumstances or their family or whatever. So I'd often be talking to people about really difficult things and people opened up to me to an extraordinary depth very, very quickly. And I realized that I was able to hear their stories and take the important parts of it to, you know, pass on to, you know, hopefully bring about change. Now, I don't know whether it did bring about change, really, a little bit maybe sometimes, you know, hopefully. Um, But I know what it did was those people felt heard for an hour or an hour and a half or two hours. They felt really heard and and now I understand, of course, they opened up to me because I was really listening and they and holding space. I was really holding that space. So I was doing some of what I do in my coaching a long time before I became a coach. And so what the course, the program really did was help me to see that and help me to deepen that and help me to refine that. And also to, you know, think about, well, who is it that I am? ideally suited to working with who can I make the most impact for and how can that then go on and make the most impact in the wider community in the world so I think you know it's um covered quite a lot of ground really the program it really really did and and it really helped me learn and realize that you know, at the moment, there is a bit of a narrative that if you've had trauma or challenging experiences, or like with you, Jane, you know, interacting with people that are in recovery, you know, people that have really struggled with life, there is this narrative of they're weak. 
and that they're broken and that they're no good for society um, and they can't help and assist people because they're, they're too busy being broken. But actually, and I believed that for a bit, but actually what this um, work has taught me is that those with the trauma and those challenging experiences, they're actually, they're actually so well equipped once they've done the healing and the transformational work they're so well equipped to help and assist everybody and quite often their light is really really bright and what they have to give to the world is really quite profound and so important so it really has changed you know that societal narrative for me in a big big way yes and i think what you're talking about is the you know the wounded healer really Uh, and I I like to think about it in a slightly different way now I I like to um, remember the Japanese um, the kintsugi bowls don't know Mm, pray tell pray tell they're they're Japanese bowls which have been broken and then put back together and mended with gold glue that's right. I and love them. More every bowl is unique because of the way it broke, because of the way it was smashed. And yeah. the way it's put together with the gold glue means that it is unique and more beautiful mended than it ever was before it got broken. And that's how I like to think of you know pretty much everybody who you know does a program like the high sensory coaching program and also the people who we work with as coaches and facilitators and healers. Um, We're all those Kintsugi bowls. We're unique, uniquely beautiful, special and strong. Yeah. As a result of what we've been through. Yeah. You've just reminded me of, of a quote that just came through to me. It was months and months ago. It might have even been last year. And it's very similar on the lines with, with those Japanese bowls is that it's never too late. We are never permanently broken, lost or unfixable. We just need some time, love of self, acceptance of self and the right help to put the pieces of self back together to create a new you, the real you, because the old you needed to get broken for the truth of you to emerge. Oh, and that's it. That's so beautiful and so true. And I think sums the um, what we got from doing the high sensory coaching program. Um, uh, yeah, what, what we got from it. So I think just to, to finish, I, I'd like to say, um something that we were talking about earlier Alicia you know both of us when we saw it we were a bit like well I don't really know if I want to be a coach don't really know it's not just about being a coach though is it so it's helped many of our colleagues to deepen the other kinds of work they already do so you know maybe they run companies they're teachers artists mediators they work in conflict resolution they're designers they're therapists so you know it's it's helped it's helped people to just deepen their understanding of who they really are and what they're here to do and how best to do it yeah and very quickly I want to add that there's been a few people that are um in retirement age so they're not looking to do a job or a career now but what it's done is it's enabled them to really enjoy their retirement on a level that they didn't know was possible. Yeah, which is really wonderful, isn't it? 
Yeah. So um, I feel like we've probably reached a natural conclusion to this conversation. So if you would like to find out more about the high sensory coaching program that we've been talking about today, then um, the easiest way to do that is to click on the link that we've put below in the show notes. And that will take you straight to the Illuminance website and you can read more about the details of the program. And if you would like to find out more, you can also book a discovery call with Willow McIntosh or one of the other trainers and uh, and find out even more about the program and explore whether it might be for you. Fantastic. And yeah, we're again, we're excited to announce uh, that we're building an online community called the High Sensory Tribe, which is coming September this year. Very exciting. So yeah, keep listening for more details about that. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. We'd love to hear from you with any questions and comments. And please do subscribe, share and review our podcast. Join us for next week's episode when we'll be talking more about our work as high sensory coaches, why we do it and why it's important. Bye for now. Bye for now.